Hi there, and welcome to MoslerCast. This podcast series aims to provide relevant and realistic exam preparation for medical school clinical finals. The episode will feature a clinical scenario followed by a seven-minute example history. Finally, as with the Mosler exam, there will be six minutes of discussion with opportunities for you to pause the recording and test your knowledge. If you'd like a full guide on how to get the most out of these podcasts, check out our Mosler guide track. These cases are based on real examinations and are written by doctors with experience of Moslers. Enjoy and best of luck. A nine-year-old girl has presented to her GP, brought by her mother. She experienced a rash in her arms. She's normally fit and well. Her mother is concerned as she has tried one type of cream and it hasn't worked. Please take a full history from her and address her mother's concerns. Hello, my name is Monica, a fifth-year medical student. Can I get both your names, please? This is Ellie and I'm Cathy, Ellie's mum. Thanks, Cathy. Lovely to meet you, Ellie. Is it all right if I ask you one or two questions about what's brought you in, Ellie? Then I'll ask your mum some questions about when you were very young. Is that okay? Yeah. First of all, how old are you, Ellie? I'm nine. And so I understand that you have a rash. Could you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah, it's really itchy. Oh, it's itchy, is it? Yeah, I scratch it all the time. It's gone really red and it's, it's quite sore. And can you tell me how it all started? Uh, I don't know. OK. Can you remember the first time you noticed you had a rash? Um, no. It was about six months ago. I first noticed it when she was getting changed when we were swimming. And what was it that you noticed? She was red and she'd clearly been scratching at it. But it wasn't as bad as it is now. Thanks very much. And Ellie, whereabouts did you first get itchy and red? Um, on my arms. Like, this bit of my elbows. OK. You said it's red and itchy, but is it painful at all? No, not really. Sometimes, when I scratched it too much, it bleeds a little bit. And how has it changed since it started? Has it gone anywhere else? It's all over my arms now and on the back of my knees. Anywhere else at all? No. And how long did it take to spread to your knees, Ellie? Um, I'm not sure. It's only just started there this week. And have you ever had anything like this before? No. No, nothing like this, really, but she's always had dry skin. She had a similar rash on her cheeks and scalp when she was a baby, but it wasn't nearly as bad as this, and it seems to get better on its own with a bit of pseudocream. OK, Ellie, so you've told me that you've had this red, itchy rash that started on your arms about six months ago, and now it's on your legs. Is there anything else that you've noticed? No. And Cathy... When this started, can you remember whether you'd changed anything at home, like a new soap or a washing powder? No, that was my first thought when she was that she was allergic to something, but nothing was different. And how have you been feeling, Ellie, apart from the rash? I'm fine. Have you felt sick at all? Or any fevers? No. 
No, she's been fine with it. I'm just a bit concerned that she hasn't been getting any better. Okay, can you tell me a bit more about that? Well, we went to the GP last week, as it had spread to her legs, and he gave her this cream, but it hasn't made any difference. The cream didn't help? Well, it soothes her skin, but only for a few minutes. It's just a constant cycle. Have you found anything else that makes your skin feel better, Ellie? No. And anything that makes it worse? It's worse after I've really scratched it, and she does complain more about it on cold days as well. Okay. And do you have any ideas about what it is? Well, I thought it was eczema, but I'm not sure as the cream hasn't helped. Okay. And other than the fact that it's not getting better, is there anything you're worried about? I'm worried about how it's starting to affect Ellie. She's stopped going swimming now. Okay, Ellie. Can you tell me why you've stopped going swimming? It looks really embarrassing, and the other girls have started teasing me. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. That must be very upsetting. Is there anything else that you've stopped doing now? Well, she started wearing lots of long tops to cover up, which she didn't used to do before. OK. Thank you very much, Ellie. I'm just going to ask your mum a few questions about you when you were very little, if that's all right. OK, Cathy, does Ellie have any other problems with her health? No, she's a very healthy child. Anything like asthma or hay fever? Well, she does have a bit of hay fever, but nothing serious, and her breathing has always been fine. That's great to hear. And what about when she was a baby? No, she was very well then. No problems in the pregnancy or birth, and she's had all her jabs without any problems. OK. So you said that the pregnancy was fine. What about the birth? Well, she was upside down, so in the end I had a caesarean section, but we were both fine. Did you have to spend much time in hospital, or the special care baby unit? No, we were home within a day. And growing up, any concerns with her development at all? None. She's always been bright and has kept up with her older brother. OK. And now a few questions about home. So who lives at home with Ellie? Me, obviously. Her dad and her brother Isaac. And any pets? No, apart from a goldfish. So now a few questions that we ask every patient we see. First, does anyone smoke in the house? No, we both gave up as soon as I found out I was pregnant with Ellie's older brother. OK. I just need to ask about the health of the family now, if that's all right. Has anyone else in the family had anything like this? No, the only time they've ever had a rash is when both the children had chicken pox all those years ago. And do any health problems run in the family? Uh, not that I can think of. The only problem I ever had was a bit of asthma, but I outgrew that as a teenager. We do get a bit of hay fever like Ellie, though. Thanks very much. I'm going to move on to ask about medications. Does Ellie take any medications? No, apart from that E45 cream. Any tablets or anything over the counter? No, nothing. And any herbal remedies that you've tried? Nope. OK. And is Ellie allergic to anything that you know of? Um, yes, peanuts, but no medicines or anything like that. OK. Thanks very much for telling me all of that. I'm just going to quickly summarise over some of the important things that you've told me and Ellie. If there's anything I've missed out, let me know, OK? So, you've had this rash for about six months, which started on your arms, but is now on your legs and bottom as well. It's itchy and red, and you feel a bit embarrassed about it. But apart from that, you feel well in yourself. Is that about right? Yes. OK. And so I know how to help you both best. 
Can I just ask what you were hoping to get from today's visit? Well, certainly a different cream to try, and hopefully some answers as to what exactly this is. All right. Thank you both very much. Please, could you summarise your findings and present a differential diagnosis for this problem? This is Ellie, a nine-year-old girl with a six-month history of an erythematous, itchy rash on her arms that has recently spread to her legs and buttocks. It hasn't responded to E45 cream, and she has a background of hay fever. My top differential would be atopic eczema, but I would also want to rule out contact dermatitis, psoriasis, or a fungal infection. Okay. What clinical findings would you expect? And could you describe the rash? She has an erythematous, well-defined patch on both flexures of her arms, measuring roughly 20 centimetres by 5 centimetres. It is not raised, but there are clear excoriation marks on it. There is some evidence of lichenification, particularly on the left arm. On the flexures of her knees, there is a similar well-defined erythematous patch with some excoriation marks. However, there is, there is no evidence of lichenification here. Very good. What makes you think that this is eczema? First and foremost, the rash has the clinical appearance of eczema, and the predominant complaint is that it is itchy. Ellie also has significant risk factors for eczema, such as a family and past medical history of atopy, as well as a lifetime problem with dry skin. The rash she had as a baby sounds like it could have been eczema, which would fit with the chronic, relapsing natural history of eczema. All right. Why do you think that her rash has recently got a lot worse? It could be for a variety of reasons. Eczema is typically a relapsing condition, so this may just be normal for Ellie. However, there may have been a trigger which has recently caused her eczema to worsen. All right. What investigations would you do in Ellie's case? Eczema is a clinical diagnosis, so it doesn't require any confirmatory tests. However, you could consider doing patch testing if you are concerned about allergies, basic blood tests, such as full blood count, if you were concerned about infection or if the patient was unwell. Swabs of skin could also be useful to rule out infection. Good. How do you manage eczema? Patient education is a very important step in all stages of eczema management. It can help them avoid triggers and deal with the psychological impact of the disease, which can be quite stigmatising. In terms of medical management, emollient creams form the basis, and these can be used even when there is no visible rash. Topical steroid creams can be used for flare-ups. In more severe cases, tacrolimus, phototherapy, or even systemic therapy can be used. It would be also important to treat any superimposed bacterial infections. Fine. Um, you mentioned triggers. Could you tell me some triggers? Irritants such as soaps or detergents, extremes of temperature, abrasive fabrics, skin infection, and even diet can trigger flares. When would you refer a case of eczema to a dermatologist? If it was not responding to treatment or required specialist therapy such as bandaging, 
I would also consider referral to a specialist if the eczema was given rise to significant psychosocial problems or if I was unsure about the diagnosis. All right. Your top differential was atopic eczema. What other types of eczema do you know about? The most common type is atopic eczema, but you can also get contact dermatitis, seborrheic eczema, thenus eczema, discoid eczema, and acetotic eczema. All right. Would you be able to, to talk a bit more about these other types of eczema you mentioned? Certainly. Contact dermatitis is commonly found on the hands or even face and is related to repeated exposure to irritants such as soap, hair products or raw food. Because of these irritants, it is often work-related. Venous eczema is common in older patients and is due to the stasis and breakdown of blood. It is commonly found in the legs and is very common in chronic venous disease or in patients with previous surgery or DVTs. It is often mistaken for cellulitis in the acute setting. Great. Finally, could you talk to me about some complications of eczema? Infections are one of the most common complications, usually Staph aureus, but you can get herpes simplex infections. A very important complication to consider is the psychosocial impact of eczema, such as reduced self-esteem or isolation from other activities such as swimming in Ellie's case. MoslarCast is created by MediSense. You can find more MoslarCasts on our website, www.medisense.org.uk. Thanks for listening.